We give because God gives. And there's lots of different ways that we can give. Uh, and we were thinking a little bit the following week, Timmy was, was helping us think around the area of financial giving and talking to us about, about first fruits. What does it mean to, to prioritize our giving? Yeah, Timmy talked about the principles that him and, and if they follow as they uh, kind of budget through their lives and they think about tithe, save, spend in that order. I love that, tithe, save, spend. You know, it's just intentional thinking about how we structure our lives and put some organization around ourselves so that we are able to give well. The other thing that really stuck in my mind was Timmy's kind of tap, tap, tithe. Those of you who will be kind of tracking with us for a while know that we don't take up a, a cash offering in the service. There's always a place to, where you can leave an offering at the back of church if you want. And, uh, and of course, we've got... Uh, one of the reasons for that, actually, is people don't have a cash these days. You know, I mean, I never have cash on me, uh, so don't try and rob me. It's um, the... Uh, never, never have cash. But we do have a card machine, and it's one of these amazing ways we can bring technology into the church and actually it releases us to give in, in really practical ways. Uh, and Timmy loves to tap, tap, tithe. Uh, on the car machine at the back. Um, and so we've been kind of thinking a little bit about our giving. But giving is not just about finances, of course. Uh, we want to give with everything that we are. God gave his one and only son. He gave it all. And we want to think about how we can give in worship through our finances, how we can give as worship through our time, through our energy, through our creativity. You know, there's loads of ways that we get to reflect God's generosity and give back to him, to give into his community, to bless the wider community. And before we get into God's word today, I'd love us just to spend a moment just thinking a little bit about how each one of us can give practically of our time, of our energy and our creativity into the life of God's church here. Yeah, I love the thing that Simon said a few weeks ago. He was talking about giving and about how we're all generous in this place. But say, look, if you feel like what God is doing here uh, is fertile ground, if you feel like this is fertile soil, then sow something. Sow something in. Because that's where we see growth and we see fruitfulness. I want to read you a verse. 1 Peter 4, verse 10. It says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Each of you should use whatever gift that God has given you to serve others. We're going to do a bit of a tag team preach, and so we've got three people who are going to speak. Uh, we've got Natasha and Femi and Abs, and I am really excited to hear uh, the messages that God has put on their hearts as we continue thinking about what it is to love, live, and give together as God's family in this place. So, hey, let's hear it for Natasha. Hello everyone. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Natasha Trainer. My husband Michael and I started attending SBS in November 2017. Since then, we've become increasingly involved with SBS and Michael now works for the church. I work in marketing and I'm from California, hence the accent. And I have been living in London for about 10 years and I'm currently studying for a master's in business administration while working full time. So when Phil opened the giving series, he gave kind of like the greatest hit list of the giving tithing scriptures in the Bible. 
he mentioned two of my favorites, which are both in Matthew. Matthew 6.21 and Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In our family, I manage the finances, and that is something that I enjoy doing, actually. To be honest, it's partly because I love making lists and organizing everything, and also because I'm studying for a business degree, and I look at our finances like a company, so it's great practice for me. But the other reason that I enjoy managing the finances is that I use it as an opportunity to spend time with and to worship God. This is a time of worship for me because I deliberately approach it as an act of worship. Before I start doing the bills, I pray into the way that we use our money and thank God for providing us with all that we have. During the process, I think about Matthew 6.21 and Matthew 6.33, and I meditate over them, asking myself, where is my heart? Do my financial decisions reflect that my heart is for God? I also ask myself, Am I worried about money, even though I know God has always taken care of me in the past and has promised to take care of me in the future? Using this time, which many people think is largely a practical task, as a time of worship has really blessed me in a number of ways. Firstly, it makes the whole process of managing our finances more worshipful for me, which means I feel more connected to God. I get to talk to God about how we plan to spend our money, how we spent our money, and why we've spent it on certain things. Sometimes the conversations are better than others. Um, but our relationship with God is strengthened when we find new contexts in which to be with him. The second way in which using financial planning as a form of worship has blessed me is, it makes me think about ways we can bless people with our resources. For example, we have an entertainment budget, which we use to spend time with our friends and family. So at the beginning of the month when I'm planning our budget, I look at how we're going to use our money to strengthen and grow these important relationships. But we also have some money set aside for giving. So if opportunities come up that aren't budgeted for, I can still bless people who may be in need. The third way in which I found this approach to be a blessing is reflecting on these scriptures and inviting God into the process makes difficult financial choices much easier. So when financial choices come up, I can ask myself, does this bless people? Is this aligned with God's word? Does this reflect God's plan for our lives? For example, if I have extra money at the end of the month, I top up our savings budget because we're looking to buy a house in the future. And it's something that we've been praying about instead of spending the extra cash on things that we may not need. So I'd like to leave you with two thoughts when you think about giving and tithing. Thought one, giving is intentional. Using your resources to build God's church won't necessarily just happen. You have to be purposeful and mindful when you think about how you want to give and how you use what God has given you. Thought two, but giving can be great. Using your resources and considering the way you use your resources can be a great experience. It doesn't have to be dry. It can be an awesome act of worship that blesses you as you seek to build God's kingdom with what he has given to you.
And I just want to mention, this spiritual discipline is something that God has grown in my life over time. It didn't just happen a couple weeks ago. I've been doing it for a long time. And the detail to which I do it works for me because I'm detail-orientated. But this way might not work for you. But I encourage you to find the way that does. Because God calls us to let him into every area of our lives. So when payday comes this Friday, crack open your Bible, put on some worship music, pray, log on to your bank account, and let God lead you with how you spend your resources. I love it. Amazing. So yeah, giving in all of its forms is something that happens out of intentionality. You know, giving happens because we actively go and do something and we think about it. And it is our worship. Thank you, Natasha. That's brilliant. Hey, let's hear it for Femi. So my name is Femi. I've been um, coming to SPS for about four years. Um, I've been a Christian since I was born, and I've um, given my life to Christ quite a few times. And when Phil asked me to do this, um, my first thought was, oh my goodness, um, how am I going to do this? I'm a terrible Bible student. I don't even have a favorite verse. Um, uh, if you stopped me and asked me to recite a couple of verses, it would probably be John 3.16, because Phil spoke about it two weeks ago. And um, Jesus wept, because, you know, it's the shortest <laughs> verse. <in> the- <laughs> but, um, so I had to resort to Google, to be honest. Um, and the verse that I, um, that I want to share, which for me reflects God's generosity in grace, is 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Paul says, but God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I believe that for whatever reason, um, Phil reached out to me to participate in this. Um, is, it's all part of God's grace being sufficient for my weaknesses. Um, because of his knowledge of my weaknesses, he's provided this opportunity to force me to confront the state of our relationship, my my lack of knowledge of the Bible, and just as importantly, what I'm doing about giving. Um, Because he knew that there was no way I was going to get up on stage during giving series and not have finally set up my standing order after about (laughs) six months. procrastinating for quite a while, so um, yeah, you know, um, so I guess what I'm trying to communicate is that God is generous in his grace and forgiveness, and even when I feel like I've been really the worst version of myself, um, I feel ashamed or like I've strayed so far from him, he's always has this amazing way of blatantly showing that he's still by my side. Um, one of my favorite examples that just, it's never obvious, but even when I'm struggling with my relationship, God's really great at directing my path with respect to work. I hate applying for new roles. I hate doing the whole process. So I can easily get stuck in a job. Um, but like, he literally just makes it so uncomfortable to be in that role. I guess to the point where my thoughts about my colleagues aren't very Christian anymore. And, I, and then it's just like, okay, you need, you need to leave. Um, so I start applying. And then also I'm, I'm really, really bad at making decisions. So he just basically gives me one job and that's what I take. Um, and it's always great because then I look back and I'm like, yep, I, I had to leave. Um, so I guess I just want to 
say, like, if you feel like you want to hide from God because you're not a great Christian and, you know, your mind is focused on all the things going wrong with your relationship, um, I think it's worth it to just pause and notice the small ways he is being generous to you and, um, you know, shaping events around you for your good. And I hope that encourages you to run back into his arms and reflect that same generosity to people around you every day, at home, at work, and giving back to him for his generosity. Thanks. So we give out of our intentionality and our active thinking, which turns to action. We give because it's worship but we give just because we're reflecting a generous God. It reminds me of what I was talking yesterday at the wedding, you know, with Zane and Alyssa, and we're talking about loving one another, and the fact, the amazing thing about loving is the fact that we get to love with God's love. And as we give, we're giving because we're reflecting God, and actually it's in our weakness that his strength is made perfect. And isn't that an amazing thing, as we think about what it is that we have to bring, you know, what do I have to give? What is the gift that I have? that I can serve others with. But it doesn't matter what we think about ourselves. The reality is, is that we are reflecting an amazing, generous God. And each one of us can give because God has given to us. You know, what an amazing truth that that is, that undergirds our giving, our generosity, that we're just reflecting his generosity. Hey, let's hear it for abs. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Abs. I am from a small island called Mauritius, and I've been living in the UK since 2006. And I've been in London for 20 and a half years, and been coming to SBS for about two years now. I became a Christian and got baptised here. Got married here last month. Um, uh, married to Hannah over there, and uh, we've just moved uh, in a new flat just down the road from here, so not 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 very far. So thank you, Phil, for giving me the opportunity to talk here about giving and generosity. So the verses I've chosen to speak to you about are from John chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. So here it goes. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Now, you've all probably heard this story about Jesus miraculously feeding the 5,000 men. But this story, I think, is more than just about eating and food. During Jesus' ministry, he would often walk around, teach people, and large crowds would gather to hear what he had to say. And it was at the end of one of those teaching sessions that this miracle took place. It'd been some time since any other crowd had anything to eat. They were all quite hungry. And uh, one of the disciples said, Here's a boy who's got five barley loaves and two fish. We're all wondering how far will that go? And from a human perspective, that's a very valid question. I mean, five loaves and two fish is not going to be enough to feed 5,000 men. So Jesus instructed the disciples to bring the loaves and fish to him. He told them to sit down in groups, and, um, and they had no idea where the food would come from. Nevertheless, they did what he said. Jesus gave thanks to God and um, fed them all. Now, the young boy had enough faith to give his lunch away. It was not much. He didn't have to do it. He was risking his own provision, but nevertheless, he did it in the hope of helping others. So his faith in giving was what set in motion this amazing miracle 
of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And um, generosity is not something limited to the wealthy. Um, we can all give whatever we can. Uh, you can give of your time, as Phil said, resources, skills. And sometimes the opportunity is just right there in front of you. Uh, you don't have to go far searching for it. You just have to dive in with whatever you can give, money, time, skills, and see what God can do both in you and through you. Um, and you might see miracles happen around you. So going back to that story, so the little boy only had um, five loaves and two fish, and Jesus had 5,000 mouths to feed. So as, as we saw in that story, gifts in God's hand can be multiplied to meet the greater demands. And this is a great giving story. I mean, a um, beautiful picture of a small boy what faith gave, gave whatever he had, and something miraculous happened because of such a small gift. And I think sometimes we have to be willing to give something much greater than ourselves in order to get behind a project. Um, I personally give to an organization called Empart, and their primary aim to, is to uh, plant 100,000 churches in India. And uh, people might think it's madness. I mean, in a predominantly Hindu country where it, it can be legal to, to convert to Christianity, um, it's very difficult. But so far, they've planted around 20,000 churches, and there are many more to come. So I think as generous people, I think we should give to see the impossible become possible. And, and since Timmy's talk last week, I've been reflecting on what generosity means to me. And uh, after the service, I went for a walk, as my wife was away in Cannes. Um, and near, near St. Catherine's Dock, I saw a homeless man begging for money. I never give money, because you're never sure what they do with the money, whether they buy drugs or alcohol. But, but something in me said, go for it, and I, and I gave him some money. And um, he was very grateful for it. And everyone else was walking past him and, 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 and kind of ignoring him. And I think the day might come where you might find yourself in such a similar situation and, and no one else is giving. Uh, but something inside of you might say, go for it. So take that opportunity and, uh, and don't be afraid. And uh, most givers I know, they like to be part of a greater giving community. Um, it's quite satisfying and reassuring to know that you're not the only one giving. Uh, even if you don't give, it doesn't matter. Uh, but what I took from that situation was that sometimes you need to give when others will not. And I think generosity is not something that should come after you've accumulated wealth. It's not something that you should do because everyone else is doing it. I think it's something you should live out wherever you're in life. Uh, it's something, uh, it's a lifestyle that we should uh, cultivate. And uh, we should be ready to give, even if it means standing alone. As Phil said earlier, God's most generous act was to give up his son as our savior. And we all know why we should be generous uh, as a result. But my question for you today is, how generous are you? And, and just as important a question is, how are you generous? Are you ready to give more than just your money? Are you ready to give to see the impossible become possible? Are you ready to give when others will not? I think these are the questions worth thinking about. So good. Uh, so rich. That's amazing. As generous people, we give to see the impossible become possible. That's amazing. So good. And our God is a God of multiplication, isn't he? What an amazing passage to draw us to. I mean, our theme song for the last three weeks has really been J-Lo, hasn't it? You know, I used to have a little, now I have a lot. Um, and we're not Jenny from the block, but we are uh, Phil and Abs and Charlie and Sarah. And, you know, we are the, and it doesn't matter if sometimes we feel like we've got a little, because in God's economy, that is a lot, you know, and we get to see multiplication miracles happen as we give generously uh, and see the impossible become possible. 
I mean, I don't know about you, I feel really encouraged uh, right now. This is fun, isn't it, that we get to do this stuff together. You know, this is, what, this is what church family is about. We get to encourage one another, to spur one another on. And, uh, and I'd love just to land us on that verse from 1 Peter uh, again as we kind of come to a close on this little mini-series thinking about giving and generosity. And, because our God is an incredible God, a generous God, and we want to worship him. We want to worship him, and we can do that this morning uh, in so many ways, and we're going to finish doing that at the top of our voices. But why don't we stand together, and we're going to read this verse together uh, over one another uh, as, we, uh, as we come to the end of this little series, uh, thinking about loving and giving uh, and living. So why don't we read this together? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are such a generous God, that you have given so much to us because you love us, and that your gift to us is life, and that as we reflect you, as we love, and and our love turns into giving, uh, we can see new life springing up all around us. Jesus, thank you that you have called us to be a people that see the impossible become possible. God, we want to hold on to that. We want to be intentional about that. We want to be confident and bold in that. We love you, Jesus. Amen.